0: Sports talk rolls on with Jimmy Hyams and John Wilkerson, and joining us from Lindsey Nelson Stadium ahead of his call today for Tennessee and UNC Asheville, which you can hear on utsports.com and the UT Game Day app, is the one, the only Vince Ferrara. Vince, how are you?
1: I am good, gentlemen. A little, a little light rain, but uh, that doesn't phase lindsey nelson stadium with this fine turf so i think we're uh we're on schedule ready to go
0: yeah not uh so far it hasn't phased anything and if uh for
1: those in attendance they it looks like they're going to get another peek at jackson leith that's right mr 20 strikeouts in nine innings of work this season he is exciting boy coming over that's from... roger clemens <laughs> that's right uh he is he's that he's a serious talent and Two appearances, and obviously, you know, as you know, John pitched on Sunday and helped close things out for Tennessee and got his uh, his first, his second win mm-hmm. and, you know, a start and a relief appearance. So, um, you know, just great, great performance uh, for Tennessee uh, out of the pen and when he started. Uh, really impressive what we've seen from Jackson Lee to this point
0: yeah and uh of course you had the call yesterday in which tennessee proved that patience is indeed a virtue as they uh well we'll just say it the uh the norse walked the tennessee team bus
1: <laughs> that's right and there there was it was just a parade it was like one of the cartoons where they just move station to station <laughs> constantly that's the that's the way uh it went down and Five bases loaded walks. I don't recall ever seeing that. John, can can you recall anything like that? Five bases loaded walks and eight walks in an inning may have right. been done, but five bases loaded walks is a lot. No
0: <laughs> doubt. And, and when you think about it, they they almost walked every man in the batting order yesterday in that <laughs> inning. Right. So. I think I did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until Seems they spoil. called Lee Smith out of the yeah, bullpen to yeah. take That's Hines right. out. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last pitching effort. Vince, it looks like, I know it's early, but it looks like this uh, is a pretty deep pitching staff.
1: It is. We All the guys that we saw yesterday pitch for Tennessee didn't even get a, an opportunity to pitch over the weekend in Round Rock, and all of them performed well. Christian Delishman, in a very talented arm. He went four and two-thirds scoreless. He looked very comfortable then Will Mabry, uh, Ethan Anderson, two-way player. He gave up the only run on a solo home run, but then he was unfazed after that. And I think that's a nice little test for a, a, a young pitcher. You give up a a blast, and then you come right back, and, and you're putting setting people down. I think he retired four straight after that. And then Kirby Cannell, a guy that you know has ability. He's competitive. Um And he came back from a, a a car accident, and he's recovered well. They really like him there 's just so many numbers right now and but it just it it just shows that the recruiting of Tony Vitello and this staff uh is starting to pay off because I remember hearing uh Coach Vitello with you guys last year, and you're asking him about all these you know the pitchers and the players significant players from last year's squad that helped get Tennessee back to the NCAA tournament. And he obviously is so grateful for what those players did for the program and helping them go in the right direction. But even then, to me, I could sense a quiet confidence that he knew the potential of what he had coming in. And so far, with the competition that they have among all those those pitchers, guys trying – to find a spot, find a role, and having everything be up in the air. We pretty much penciled in Garrett Crochet as the Friday night starter for this team. We hadn't been able to pitch yet. Told you guys the other day that Coach Vitello did that we're we're looking at probably SEC play for Crochet. So now here's an opportunity for for Chad Dallas, who's pitched well uh, to Friday starts so far and now there's the opportunity like a christian delishman who pitched last night he's a potential starter for this team you got to keep performing you got to take advantage of your opportunities and you have a chance to to move up and then get on on the mound and I, i think in all positions with this team there's a lot more competition but the pitching staff is a is maybe the greatest example of the depth in numbers and the quality power arms guys that are more cerebral they have a variety of different guys they have twice as many left handers this year when they get healthy as they did a year ago when they only had three left handers the entire season and they still made it work because all those guys were so good in walsh heflin and crochet now they have some more options to whether or not it is much stuck to just do one or two things in certain positions, so in certain uh, situations. So um, I, I think it, the, the pitching staff has the potential to continue to be lights out going into conference play. Tennessee has five
0: players at the NFL Combine. Who do you think has the greatest opportunity to increase his draft value?
1: Well, I think all those guys, there's importance for them. Now, Daryl Taylor is not going to be able to, to do the workouts, he said. Uh, I think that hurts him. He's apparently going to have uh, his own workout to where you know he's still recovering from that stress fracture. Uh, I think that's unfortunate. It, it maybe doesn't, I think because of the potential he has as a pass rusher and it's so coveted. I think that may not push him back in the draft, but I think he misses out on an opportunity to get people to really like him and see his his quick twitch ability, his body, all those kind of things. So it's a missed opportunity for Taylor. I think Jawan Jennings, he was right there with Taylor in terms of second-day guys for the draft. I think Jawan Jennings, as long as he doesn't run a super slow time, and he does well in the interviews, which I anticipate he has been doing so because those have already started and they'll continue even through tomorrow when the on-field workouts start for those wide receivers. I, I would put I would put Jennings in there. You know, obviously we've talked about Callaway uh, with a forty time. Maybe he can get back into the draft range. I, at this point, I I think it's Taylor and Jennings in terms of the most likely draft guys for Tennessee and then you know Wood Anderson and batuli and Callaway you know maybe with a good combine they could move themselves in but I'll I'll stay with Jennings right now uh because that 40 time and those interviews are 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 going to be I think so heavily scrutinized for him
0: Vince how devastating do you think the Vols loss to Auburn was on Saturday
1: well, I don't see a path into the into the tournament. And I know, you know, some still hanging out hope because of the, the teams that are in front of them, the quad ones and stuff. I, I just don't see it. I mean, their net isn't very good. They're, you know, 500 in conference play. And I I, I just, I don't think they can make up enough ground uh, to, to even get in there, you know, short of an SEC tournament uh, title. So I, I think, you know, it is, They've they've had disappointing losses before, but I don't think anyone was quite like this one. the The South Carolina game was another gut punch type of game, but but that was different. Uh, this is a game that you were playing as well as you had in a long time, and then it went into operation shutdown in terms of your effectiveness after that, and you know, you just haven't been able to function well without Viscovi on the floor. And I think if uh, if this team is going to make the NIT, they're going to figure that part of it out. They can't just be so reliant on Viscovi saving them. Yes, he's he's going to give some up on the defensive end, but you, you can't just have, have rely on him and then not be able to function and turn the ball over too much after that. So to answer your question, Jimmy, I, I think it is devastating because – Now the the NIT is in question for this team if they don't go on some sort of run late in the year, whether it's the regular season, the tournament, or who knows, maybe even both.
0: Vince Ferrara with us. He's at Lindsey Nelson Stadium and moments away from the start of his call this afternoon that you can follow on UTSports.com and with the UT Game Day app. We'll get a little bit more time with Vince after this break as you listen to Sports Talk on 99.1 The Sports Animal making average people feel more attractive since 1876. From the Budweiser Studios of Cumulus Broadcasting, this is Sports Radio WNML. Final segment, this first hour of Sports Talk, final segment with Vince Ferrara, who again, getting ready to call Tennessee and UNC Asheville as he joins us from Lindsay Nelson Stadium. You can follow the action, utsports.com and UT's game day app. Vince, you take a quick look at the NBA, a lot expected out of the Philadelphia 76ers, and while Josh Richardson has been on the shelf for a good portion of the season, he's back healthy, but now that he's back in the lineup, there's no Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, and, and there's been a lot of conversation that, the the 76ers are better with one or the other and i think the numbers have really shown that when ben simmons plays and joel embiid does not simmons plays better and i think the sixers have have played well when it's been the reverse without simmons you see joel embiid playing well i you whether you put the blame on brent brown or or the development of the players or whatever whatever the reason you, you want to put put for that the numbers have shown that and that without the shooting without the peri- consistent perimeter shooting they haven't been able to make it work and Richardson although he's not a three-point marksman or anything there's or he's not J.J. Redick he's a guy that can hits hit per- hit perimeter shots so it just seems like they have been incomplete all season and um, uh, you know, obviously disappointing as they were expected to be one of the the better teams in the Eastern Conference because the talent is there from a from a name standpoint for sure.
0: We knew from when he was just taking meetings with ball clubs exactly the deep dives that Grant Williams was doing, whether it was meeting with the Magic and, and saying, well, you know, here's how their salary cap stab, you know, st- st- stands, and, you know, here's what they're looking to do, here's where I could fit in, and here's hoping that they sign these guys. Um, but no surprise at all that he give, takes a moment to give a shout to one of the legends of the game in Bill Russell simply for the
1: fact that he had the opportunity. Zero surprise. I mean, that is... Vintage Grant Williams and there there have been plenty of those times whether it's uh, You know finding and and uh, you know it, it, talking to Bill Russell or When he went to a press conference and he had one sheets of Guys with their resume so they'd get votes for the all-star game of three of his teammates and he's sitting there campaigning with the media for his guys to get voted into the all-star game To like you said the roster breakdowns of of teams he's highly intelligent and he's just he's composed different and he recognizes where he you know they use the phrase know where your feet uh, your your feet are Uh, I think Pruitt and Tennessee football has talked about that he knows where he stands and knows the route that people took to get there such an impressive kid. Not surprised that he's having early success, even if it's not in the starting role. Jordan Bowden had a terrific game at Auburn. Did you get a chance to catch up with Bowden for your pregame player interview? I did, and and we'll uh, we'll run that tonight in the in the pregame, the ball in the spotlight. And you know, even though they were disappointed in the way that game finished, I didn't sense. I did get a chance to watch him practice a little bit. Uh, as well, before I talked to to Bowden, I didn't get the sense that they were, hang, you know, shoulders drooped or, you know, why are we even bothering? I didn't get any of that. I saw the same intensity from the coaches. I saw the players just as dialed in, and I saw the optimism that hey, we still have time. I mean, even he mentioned that they could be playing. In March, and they know that with the strong finish, they they can play. Now that may mean the NIT as opposed to the NCAA tournament, but um, you know if this if this team is going to do anything, they can't shut it down or be disappointed or let that one loss have their residual over them moving forward. Starting tonight in a difficult place to play, it'll be well team. They'll be well coached with Isaiah Joe back. Uh, who can really shoot from the outside and, and score. Gives them Jones and Joe, and they're a different team with those two. But uh, I, I didn't sense them him being down or the team being down at all in preparing for uh, that interview. Vince, what can folks find these days at ninety nine one dot com? You know so much. Obviously, our podcasts. We really appreciate everyone that takes time to go find those podcasts. You can either find them in the audio tab on the website, or you go to any of the show pages, and there's the audio archive there. You can find it on the main page as well, where we have everything, and then blogs from uh, from Jimmy and Joel, and myself, and Josh, and Eric. So a a ton of content, a lot of national stuff there, too. If you want Braves news, if you want Titans news, NFL news, there's so much there. Spend some time bouncing around on the website, 991thesportsanimal.com.
0: Vince, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great call, and we'll talk to you later. Always enjoy it. Thanks for having me, guys. Have Uh, a good one. All right, thank you. And that's Vince Farrar.